Yo. Yo, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Yeah. Happy Friday. I don't usually talk to you on a Friday. I know. It's a Friday afternoon. It's a gorgeous day here in Minneapolis. I'm, I'm going to go uh, rowing in a few hours. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought the season was over, but then they're still having some regular like afternoon practices and the day was just too gorgeous. I have to take advantage of it. That's cool. I didn't realize you were still doing that. Yeah. Yep. How's it going? Um, it, it's the season went really well. We had our regatta, basically our one and only regatta that the novices row in uh, a few weeks ago. You know, it was a cold, cold, damp day, but you know, we did our. It was almost a five k, I think, the same track for for everyone competing. So it took about it was about twenty one minutes of agony as we. Mm, uh, that's a long <laughs> rode regatta. Our out. Yeah, yeah. I the one I did, we did like. I don't even know how many meters, but it was over in like 70 seconds, just like multiple heats. Oh, wow. It's so like little sprints or something. Yeah. I mean, I think there's different different kinds. Some are like 2,000 meters. Some are even shorter sprints. But th- this one, yeah. I mean, it it seemed long in the boat, but... <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't tried that, like 20, 20 minutes of rowing sounds not that bad. It is real bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. I got a, the feeling of accomplishment that you get from doing hard things, which I've sort of found. And like, that's like become my way of living at least right now it's like building a startup is hard and i get small wins and feel good about that and and rowing is very hard and it's a new skill and so you know but there's there's something really rewarding about making progress on those things not mastering them because it you know takes a long time to master any of these hard things but but making progress on them i think is a really mentally rewarding and good like therapy to have while also doing this hard thing in work you know Mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so, um, you want to talk about business? Yeah, let's talk. Cool. So I'm trying to start this company. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We had a really good week. We did a retro recently and we were kind of remarking like we're on a roll right now. Like the last week or two have felt really good. Uh, so Spencer and Joel are making really good progress on the dev side. They're in C++ land, but they're rapidly getting up to speed and getting stuff done. And it's like, oh, we have audio now. And it's like all these little uh, milestones are falling, which is cool. For me in particular, the pairing guide uh, has been going really well. So that launched like nine days ago, and it's doing what I was hoping, which is getting people to it and turning some of those people into subscribers. So like since the last time we talked, I added a couple new articles and also added like a new kind of thing, which is a uh, video. So somebody just like DM'd me and was like, hey, I would, I, I'm a super noob at pairing. I would love to just like watch people do it and see what it even looks like. And I was like, oh, I, I have a couple of those videos. So I actually posted the video that you and I did when we paired on uh, Level for a little bit. So that's up there now. And Upcase from ThoughtBot recently went fully free. There's an old um, weekly iteration that I recorded with Joe. And so I was like, I can put this video up now. So now I have uh, two videos on there. I'm just trying to basically make it a little bit better every day. My goal is like to literally make it the best resource there is. And so I just keep looking at it and saying, is this the best yet? And it's like, eh, it's getting there. And try to like make it a little bit better each time, each each day. I saw you doing a little bit of, uh, you know, working out in public. Like you threw a PR out there and said like, leave feedback. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And it worked. Like I, I wrote a post and then asked some people to um, make comments on it. I also have someone I'm paying for editing, but just I figured I'd open it up to everyone because why not? Got some good thoughts in there. Um, and I, I do kind of miss that actually. I remember like blogging at Thoughtbot was always pleasant because, or like I, I always had this sort of confidence about the things I was writing because a lot of people would review things. People would give good feedback and they would like let you know, like, ah, eh, this doesn't quite, 
make the point you think it's making or it's kind of off the mark or like this language is a little bit confusing and I just always felt more sure and I got used to that. It's kind of like a code review. So I've been trying to recreate that for my tuple stuff. That's cool. When you mentioned that like ThoughtBot team, you know, everyone's sort of invested in having, you know, good posts and articles put out there so people would, you know, probably happily review each other's stuff. I bet we could do something similar too. Like if you and I are both writing regularly, we could probably at least reciprocate each other and like, hey, can you read mine? I'll read yours and give you feedback or something. We totally should do that. So I, I hired this person to do some editing and she gives really good suggestions. But I think the thing that I'm really secretly afraid of or like missing is that I'm writing something and it's just not that good. Like I want someone to just be like, this is fine, but you can do better. Or like, this is fine, but like, is it really, you know, the the best version of this thing that it could be? It's great to catch the typos and stuff or like point out little errors. But I really, I want someone who will help me stay high quality. Yeah, it's like a higher level degree of review, maybe, as opposed to like the, the nitty gritty grammar stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's just like someone with high standards who will be like, this isn't that great because, you know, I, I'm, I need that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's all right. Let's do it. Cool. Sounds, Sounds good. good. <laughs> um, I linked to you from our guide too, so you know. Oh, thank you. Enjoy that traffic surge. I'm sure you noticed. You probably had to spin up a couple extra instances. Yeah, I was wondering what that was from. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I should have warned you before you point the fire hose at me. You know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fire hoses, we actually um, I had a post or not posts. It's not a blog. It's a website that has articles on it. I've decided. Not essays, but articles. Essay is yeah. very pretentious. Ooh, essay is kind of nice. <laughs> See, I like the sound of essay because it feels like you wouldn't call a thing an essay if you didn't put a lot of work into it. This is true. To me, to me, the difference between like a blog post and then an article and then an essay is an essay to me signals like, I guess, more thought. I don't know. I don't know why it sounds. It just sounds fancier. I think I'm stealing that like right off the right after this call. All right, take it. It's yours. All right. Well, so I had an essay hit uh, the front page of Hacker News overnight, which is cool. And that was actually uh, Justin Jackson just posted that over there, which is nice of him to do. So that was cool. So we got a nice surge of people. Like I woke up and I was like, why are there 50 new subscribers? And I was like, oh, that's why. I finally got my, or I think I finally have set up Google Analytics and the integration so I can track like visitors into email subscribers. So I actually don't have, I can't prove to you that that surge was why all the subscribers showed up, but I think that's what it was. How was the, the comment thread? Was it pretty positive overall? It was pretty was positive. It? Okay. It was good. basically what you would expect. People were like, pairing is cool. I like pairing. And some people were like, I don't really like pairing. I shouldn't be made to pair. And that was basically the, <laughs> that was the gist. That's what seems to come up on all the pairing articles. Sure. Essays. Yep. Out there. <laughs> I was just looking at our graph of like new subscribers. And since I switched over to marketing, like it's just like a pretty, it's a very clear shift, which is awesome. Like we were having days back in uh, early September, um, even mid-September, we're like one subscriber, two subscribers. And now like our last couple of days, we're like 30, 40 in that range. Marketing, I feel like isn't usually like that, where it's like you don't often see the, the results quite so fast. So the uh, instant gratification nerd in me or, you know, simpleton in me is pleased by that. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't get too addicted to that. Or when you like drop below that bar that now you're suddenly failing or something, which is probably going to, it's just something you're going to have to convince yourself of. Right. Yes. But yep. Yeah. Yes. The other edge of that sword will surely hit me soon. Yep. <laughs> but it's, it's good so far. Good. Good. It's nice to have a thing to nerd out on a little bit. So like when I'm feeling a little bit too burnt out to like write a new thing. It's like, where could I share this? Or like, what kind of post ideas could I brainstorm? Or 
like let me run the chrome audits tool and see if there's anything i can make more accessible or faster or things like that it's nice to have a little project and and some focus i envy your ability to kind of focus a lot of your mind space on marketing stuff because i've been trying to do a little bit of that like i'll spend evenings maybe reading a book or just reading some you know articles that i've saved for later or whatever and i've noticed a few times in the last few days when i've been reading something and it's not necessarily related to marketing or to level directly but it's just something that's like causing different things to fire in my brain that i normally am not exercising during the day and i've had a few times where i'm just end up writing down pages of notes about ideas for things i could be doing for marketing or or, or future I guess, pieces I could write or or whatever. And I got these pages of ideas, but do I actually have time during the day right now to think about them at all? Like, probably not. I need to stay focused on product. So it'll be interesting to see how I end up balancing that down the road. And if I'm able to jump over to that for a little period of time and let development slow down a little bit or, or how I end up doing that. But I think it's awesome that you get to kind of focus on that. Yeah, I feel grateful for that ability. Yeah, yeah. I could also see it like chafing a little bit where it's like maybe in six months when marketing is like less exciting to me, I'll be like, I still have to do marketing. Like, eh, I want to write code. So we'll see. I think you have a, a unique challenge of prioritization where it's extra important that you sort of figure out what is, what is important now. Yeah. But having this deadline floating out there that I set for myself has been really good. And I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Because every time I think about like, oh, can I, maybe I could, you know, make the website look a little better. Maybe I want to rewrite the homepage copy. It's like, is that most important right now? No, (laughs) you got that. You got to get those alpha users in. So, yep. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad you're still planning on that. Yep. Yep. That sounds good. So I have two other things I'm excited. So you and I are recording tomorrow uh, with Julian Shapiro, which should be cool. That won't go out for a week for people, but it's happening soon for us. I'm excited to talk to him about our marketing or my marketing plan and see what he thinks. So yeah, I guess that is it for me. So what's going on with you? Cool. Um, yeah. So let's just start with like what I built this week. One of my major items was getting at least some rudimentary search built into level because I wanted you to be able to like hunt down things once you have, you know, a sufficient number of posts in there. So I kind of evaluated the landscape, you know, where the different options I used Elasticsearch before at drip and it was always kind of kludgy to maintain and like synchronizing data between your main source of truth and this search database was always a little bit kind of a pain in the neck and it's another thing to administrate so i started evaluating closely like could i get by with just using postgres and the full text search capabilities built into that and there are some really good blog posts out there i'll I'll, um, maybe drop them over to our editor to, to put in the show notes but yeah it's actually pretty straightforward to to get like fairly performant, good, high quality full text search in Postgres. So spent a couple of days working on that, got something working basically like it returns search results that match what you queried. I still like later on, I'll want to add more advanced querying syntax in there and filtering by like people who authored the post and like only show results for that and and only post in particular groups or whatever. But for now, it just does kind of a basic um, full text search matching on posts and replies. And it's like up and running without another infrastructure piece. So I'm pretty pleased with that. Nice. I'm not yeah. shocked that Postgres can do that pretty well. Yeah. That seems like a thing that Postgres would do. Yeah. It's like not much magic going on under the covers. I was actually pleased that the Postgres docs were really 
pretty good on this. So I just like I did something I rarely actually do, which is like starting from the first page of the docs and read all the way through the end of that section. <laughs> Normally, I just kind of like jump around and try to pull out the pieces that I need because I'm a little too impatient to read the whole thing. I was like, this looks like it's a well-written you know, document. So I'm just going to read each section. And it was like, OK, here's how you create a search vector. And here's, you know, you can index it this way. And here's the two different index types. And we recommend this one for this type of searching and this one if, if you have these needs. And then, you know, you may want to actually store it in a separate column and index that column so that you can reference, you know, this other column for configuration. And then you can like it was just very straightforward, starting with simple and then layering on more complex use cases. And I could kind of follow along the docs and and get something working without too much ceremony. So kudos to the Postgres team. Yeah. That's awesome. I was ex- I was kind of expecting you to hear you say like, oh, and so like I signed up for Algolia and blah, blah, blah. And right. I was like thinking yeah. like, that seems like overkill if he says that, but yeah. glad to hear you avoided that. Well, and I have the other design consideration too, which is like right now you can still, level is still pretty easy for anyone to go download the source code, have a few dependencies installed, you know, some NPM stuff and Postgres, and then you just run the bootstrap script and it should just work. It's something I'm trying to maintain. I don't know if... I'll like down the line how that'll look, but um, it's kind of nice right now to have that that use case pretty simple too. So, do you know of anyone actually using it for that or in that way? Uh, you mean level today using it in that yeah. way? No, I mean I. There's a number of folks who I know have pulled down the source code and and run it, but my kind of line to folks right now is like, well, it's not really it's not ready for anyone to use. So feel free to pull it down and poke around in it, but like don't expect to use it. So I haven't heard of anyone actually trying to like really use the product yet which is fine with me. <laughs> the list is getting, you know, shorter and shorter. I think I'm going to make my October deadline of getting at least one person on the outside uh, testing out the product. So that feels good cool. too. Do you, yeah. do you know the person? Um, I have a few people in mind who have spoken to me recently. I think, I mean, depending on how, how much progress I make on the list in addition to some of the other non-producty things that I want to that I need to get done like writing up the list of expectations for beta users and getting a few services installed I want to install full story I think or something similar to that that will basically record user sessions so then I can kind of analyze you know rough spots in the product and stuff like that so there's there's kind of a, a secondary list of things that also need to get done so that I can make my my alpha as effective as possible so just kind of depending on how that goes I'll either just invite a few people that I know directly or kind of go to like my list of people that I spoke to early on who I identified as good potential testers and maybe get around 10 people TBD on how many I'll actually invite in October. But gotcha. So you sort of by definition need teams. Yeah. So these are people representing teams that are interested, hopefully. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I, so I have some, you know, some people who kind of run product orgs or some people who run some engineering orgs on, on the smaller side, you know, I mean, I think there are certainly people with larger teams on the list, but I think, you know, starting with a smallish team where they're, it's not like they're having to go get approval from a bunch of people to use the test out this tool will be good to start with. I think, Hmm. I think it'll be interesting to come up with a recommended way of trying level as a team. Because I imagine that's going to be the first question. It's like, how do I introduce this to people? And how do like, what is my pitch to my team for how we give this a shot? Yeah. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's something that's been in the back of my mind, but I haven't given it too much concerted thought yet. But yeah, do you think that's something I should probably 
layout in like my invitation email where it's I mean I kind of have like what's in it for them I need to kind of state the case of like why why should you bother doing this and what do I expect do I expect to have a few at least a few calls with you over the next few weeks to get your your feedback and I want to set some expectations on how much use I would like them to give it like I don't want someone to just log in invite a few people send a few messages back and forth and then call it good because that's not really testing the full experience out I've been thinking about those things, like laying out some expectations and stuff like that. But do you have other thoughts on what else I should be trying to like? Well, the thing that occurs to me is part of your pitch is that this is a calmer way to work and it's less interruptive. And so for people to experience that, you actually need them to do a sort of invasive test where it's like, you also, by the way, should be off Slack while you're trying this. And also close your email or something. That's more of a hurdle. I don't know what the answer is. How do you make that easy? Um, but maybe talking with people and saying like, what when would be a time that's feasible for this? Or like, what would be a... Maybe collaborate with some people and just ask them. Like, I know this is kind of a big ask. What would make this doable for you? Yeah. I should probably get in touch with folks sooner rather than later, assuming that, you know, I'm, the next few weeks are going to go well on the development side. Probably makes sense to get in touch with people now and then see like... Like you said, when is a good time? And my gut says that this is a good time of year to do it if a lot of software companies are sort of, sort of slow down a bit during heading into holiday season. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I remember when ThoughtBot switched off of Campfire, there were a couple tools we wanted to try. And so the way ThoughtBot works is like Monday through Thursday is client work and then Friday is investment time, which is internal projects. And so there were basically, I think it was three Fridays in a row we would try one tool for that Friday. And it's like, okay, don't go in Campfire today. Instead, go in this one. And the, the one that won was just like what stuck around after that test. I mean, I, I bet a day is not enough to give you that sense of, wow, this was, this was great. But the more you ask for, the less likely it is people will stick with it. So somewhere in there is a sweet spot of like, maybe try Thursday, Friday this week. Tell everyone that like we're not going to be on Slack. And if you want to contact us, use this or whatever. Um, that might be a reasonable thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I just need to, yeah, give that some some definite thought. And it's like, this is a reminder again that I'm focused mostly on the product tasks, but there's there's quite a few things to think through in addition to those as with any kind of launch, you know. It was interesting, Spencer and I were talking and he was saying, he's like, I feel very under the gun right now. And so I'm putting in like a lot of hours because like clearly like development is, is the bottleneck right now. He's like, I'm looking forward to making this your problem. Like, oh, like, great. The product is good. Now you have to make sure a bunch of people sign up for it and like it and have good experiences and all that. Right. And that may very well, you know, come. I think I look back through the history of the timeline of Drip and there were times when we were just really investing heavily into product and like marketing almost got behind product and then it kind of ebbs and flows back and forth. But that's kind of a good goal site, I think, for both of you. It's like, well, you should always want to be ahead, a little bit ahead of product and product should always want to be a little ahead of you. Keeps people motivated. Totally. I was listening to an Indie Hackers interview today, and this person was talking about um, how she launched an app, and she like did all this work to get it going and get it out and released. And then like when it finally hit the app store, she realized, oh my god, like that's not the end; that's yeah. the beginning. <laughs> it's just yeah. like oh, she like spent the next like six months just like doing support and fixing bugs, and was like, oh my god. There's this thing in my head where it's like, oh man, it's gonna be so nice to like ship the alpha. And it's like, yeah. And then that step actually like of like one of so many. 
That's so true. But it is nice when, if the work is ramped up and you know, like now you've got both your internal list of requirements and also lots of external information coming at you, it like, it takes it to a whole new level of, you know, seriousness. But also if you have revenue alongside that, it really helps too. And that's why I'm just so anxious to, well, for many reasons, but that's one of the big ones. I'm so anxious to get some revenue. Same, same. Yeah. So one of our retro questions is, how is everyone's financial situation? And every week we're like, good, but also we haven't made money in a long time. (laughs) And so it's like, it gets worse every week, basically. Yeah. It's such a weird place to be in. I mean, it's a privileged place to be in for all of us. All the rules of like standard personal finance kind of go out the window when like, I don't know, it's even hard to think of like, how do I, how do I figure out if I'm burning too much cash just on my normal living expenses? And it's like, I don't know, I don't have an income to measure it against right now. So it's just, it's just exactly. that number always goes to zero, regardless of what your monthly. Right, is. right. So there's no way to balance that budget right now. <laughs> it's a little tricky. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to just some dollars flowing in and indication that we're onto something and are solving a problem worth paying for and all that will be very nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. And like our, our goals right now are, are modest because we all just like, let's just get to ramen, you know, like let's make it so we can pay rent and buy cheap food. And if we hit that point, like for now, at least we would be very happy because <laughs> what we have is just so scanty um, compared to that. Once you can start paying yourself something, at least a dollar, then then you're making progress on extending that runway with whatever you have left in savings, right? So totally, yep. yeah. And like every extra dollar extends the runway that much, and so it's like, okay, you can you can see a path. But I don't know. I feel pretty good lately. I feel uh, more optimistic than I have been. Where it's like, like we're we've had some, of course, like a bunch of dev stuff where it's like, oh, this didn't quite work. Oh, this didn't quite work, and like a a bunch of not quite setbacks, but you know, just like <laughs> discoveries of things were, that were not quite right. But it feels like we're we're on the, a good track now. And the marketing, I think, is going well. And, and people, there's definitely buzz. Like, I keep getting people tweeting at me, emailing me, DMing me, and whatnot. I've been like, ah, I'm, I'm pairing 100% remote now, and I hate all the tools. I can't wait for you guys to be finished. And the, the realist in me is like, well, I hope we actually make a thing that does this for you. It's like, I just know all the flaws. And so it's like, I, I suspect we can get to a place where everyone's like, this is great. This is better than what's out there. And I'm very happy you solved my problem. But I also know that that... that tool is probably pretty far away so there's there's like launched and then there's like really good and those are not the same milestone Mm -hmm. and yet part of your challenge as like a marketer is to you know make sure that you're not selling yourself short and knowing that no product out there is perfect and so your bar is probably higher than it technically needs to be to be able to like fervently go out and sell this as like a good solution to this problem. I was found this when I was doing support in the earlier days of drip when like people would write in and be like, well, I'm trying to do this, this like complex use case where I need like this data and this email at this time. There was a way to do it with like, well, if you set a custom field to this thing and then you use a liquid function or you chain a bunch of if statements together, you can like get basically get to where you want to be. But like the engineer in me never wanted to like let that be the solution. So I would I would have like the urge to say like, oh, we can't support that right now, but I'll, I'll look into like what we can do to add that feature. The customer would have been perfectly happy with just this moderately hacky solution that just, you know, solved what they needed 
done and watching you know our support engineers kind of answer tickets i would occasionally go in and, and assist with things and i would look at like some of the solutions they came up with, like wow that's really inventive and the customer doesn't doesn't care that it was a little bit complex they just care that the problem was solved you know even though it wasn't quote unquote perfect but i think that's that's a a hazard that us engineers have is like wanting things to be like pristine and the the really nice solution you know totally i think that tension will always exist because I wouldn't have started this company if I didn't think the things that were out there were bad or, you know, could be better. It's because of my high standards for this thing that I'm trying to do the thing. And so my solution to it has to try to hit these high ideals, but they are pretty high. And I know it's going to take a while. So it's, I have these like these two emotions happen when so, whenever someone's like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, can't wait till you're launched. Or it's like, that's great. Uh, I'm glad this person knows about us and is excited enough to cheer us on. Uh, and also like, man, I hope we can, I hope we can do it. I don't want to disappoint people or myself. I feel the same thing, especially because most people's reaction to level is like, yeah, man, there's a problem. Uh, it's a really hard, really hard to solve that. I'm curious to see what you come up with. Like, that's kind of the sentiment I get a lot. And it's like, I'm curious too. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yep. Yeah, I like at least that I feel like people seem to agree on the solution for my thing, where it's like the complaints tend to be very similar, and people can mostly envision what good looks like. Whereas the how do you have a collaboration tool that keeps you productive is sort of more a little bit more amorphous, maybe. Right. Yeah, I think we're on kind of opposite ends of the risk spectrum, where you're you're on heavier on the technical risk side. Can it actually? Can the technology actually? accomplish what you wanted to accomplish with the performance characteristics and mine's like well i mean it's a it's basically an app that displays text that people type into boxes if you think about it it's pretty simple (laughs) i would kill for that (laughs) (laughs) but then there's all the nuance in like managing human psychology and there's so many little little things that i normally wouldn't pay that much attention to should there be a dot indicating or a number indicating how many unreads are in this category it's like every little thing like that has an impact on the person viewing it. And the whole thing I'm trying to go for is a calm experience that's not making people stressed. So it's, yeah. It's cool that we did this inadvertently because we have very different challenges. So it's it's, it's good radio, I think. Yeah, totally. So props to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back for that one. Yeah, why not? You got to take the little wins. Yep. Anything else you want to cover? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. All right, perfect. Let's wrap it up then. Cool. Show notes can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks to all of you for listening. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.